Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammered Down Show with Jared Jesolitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited! He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette sports. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do so well. right now more winning right this saturday it's purdue iowa volleyball holloway gymnasium i know you want to get your face in the place so here is what you do you text boiler up to me at 765-447-4080 that's 765-447-4080 if you want to go that's this saturday 7 p.m holloway gymnasium if you want to go, you text Boiler up to 765-447-4080. We'll draw the winner at the end of the show. We'll try to uh, send you send you on out there. Uh, what do they have? That's a kids club game. Oh, geez. Tonight's tacos and tumblers. But, yeah, we got a lot of stuff here. It's going to be a great time. Absolute great time. I want you to go. You know Holloway's an absolute electric factory. Text Boiler Up 765-447-4080. And uh, let's let's make you a big winner here. All right, let's get started like we always do with Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. Quiet Wednesday. Here's what we do know. Jonathan Taylor rejoined the Colts on the practice field today. First time since December he's done that. You know, they're trying to activate him from the physically unable to perform list. No word on whether or not he'll be activated in time for Sunday's game. But it could happen. Connor Bedard got his first preseason goal last night. 4-2 win over Detroit. The number one overall pick put in a Empty netter at 18.51 in the third. But look, it's a goal. Corey Perry had two goals. Two games left in the preseason as the Blackhawks will take on Minnesota tomorrow night. Back to the NFL, Bears injury report is out. No Chase Claypool again this week. He's yet to come back to Hallis Hall after the team told him to stay home. He's out for tomorrow's game in D.C., Brisker, Jenkins, limited, but did practice today. They're officially questionable for tomorrow night. Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson are going to be out for that secondary. For the Commanders, Jihad Dotson and Curtis Samuel will both be active. They're pretty healthy. I mean, not those two guys, but I mean, like, in general. Commanders are looking pretty good. Oh, I have no idea what we're sitting at for a line for that game either. It's like seven and a half. It's so hard. You just want to take the Bears at one point.
but it just feels like such a mess and such a disaster. And on a quick turnaround here, I just I don't trust it. Oh, it's down. To, it's only six now. Okay. We'll deal with it tomorrow. How about that? Tonight, number 19, Purdue Volleyball continues its uh, home stretch with the uh, pair of matches this week at Holloway Gymnasium. Tonight, it's uh, Illinois Tacos and Tumblers. It is sold out. And that game is actually on Fox Sports 1. So you can watch it tonight, 6 p.m. this evening. That game on Fox Sports 1. High school soccer sectionals for the girls last night. Harrison Beach Jeff won nothing to advance to take on Logansport in the semis tomorrow. On the other side of that bracket, McCutcheon will take on Kokomo in the other semifinal matchup. West Lafayette winner 9-0 over Twin Lakes to advance to the semis against Rensselaer Central. That game tomorrow. CC 2-0 over Benton Central. They'll play Delphi tomorrow. Faith Christian and Covington. That's the other semifinal in that sectional. Boys matches tonight at Marion. Jeff faces Kokomo, 5 p.m. The Mavericks take on the Harrison Raiders at 7 p.m. out at Marion. Over at Westside, the Red Devils. They get Benton Central in the semis tonight starting at 5 p.m. Last night, Faith Christian beat Covington 2-0. So they'll advance. They'll take on Central Catholic tonight at 5 p.m. Tough draw there for Faith Christian as they have to turn right around and play Central Catholic in what was just a really weird... Did I kind of go over this yesterday when we did the uh, the boys' soccer? Like, that's a weirdly set-up sectional for some odd reason. That I feel like you got to play the extra game. You should get a little bit of a break. But that's not the way that it went. So it's out at Carroll. And I'm sure it must be that Carroll doesn't have any lights because all these games have to be played at 5 o'clock. But you let uh, you know Delphi and Lafayette had to play an extra one as well. Rossville and Carroll get the bye, right? So you get... Delphi CC plays Monday, Faith Christian Covington yesterday, and then Faith has to turn around and play Central Catholic again today. Meanwhile, Rossville and Carroll have been sitting around all week. So, yeah, I why, why don't we just get two buys, I guess? And then, I don't know. That, that one was weird, but that's that's what it is. That is uh, today's need-to-know news. All right, we had a winner last night in Philadelphia. Felt good about that. Didn't hit that no-run first inning prop. Did I talk about that? I ended up taking the run, and then (sighs) they had two guys. Philadelphia had two guys on second and one guy on second, one guy on third with, like, one out. Don't get the run in. Killing me. Uh, I'll go ahead and take the raise tonight, which is starting right about mm, now. I think that's the best one of the day. I think they'll put up runs today. And I just I have zero faith in the Rangers in this one. I like the Rays. I like the Rays first five. 
Eovaldi's been terrible since he came back from that injury. Six starts since he returned. He's given up 21 earned runs. And opposing batters hitting 313 against him. I don't think he's going to have this quick snap back into form either. Don't forget our friends over DraftKings has got a no sweat for you in MLB that you can use today. They've also got a 25% boost for you to use today if you would like. I just I I like the raise here. It's hard at 180 right now because it literally just teed off here. But if you go ahead and take the uh, if you go just take the uh, over the the run line, you can use that and get up to plus 155. That's how I'll roll right there. Yeah, I would like the Rays first five and the Rays money line. I don't think that's a bad play at all. Marlins, Phillies tonight. I think I still like Philadelphia again. Nola's better than Braxton Garrett. I mean, they're just going to win the pitching battle again. So, yeah, let's go that way. Those are the plays tonight. That's what I like. Tail responsibly. Thank you to David for sending me the text here because, you know, he's a, he's a faith Christian guy. Or he tweeted at me. They've done that boy sectional that way for the last three to four years at Carroll since they don't have lights. See, I figured that was the way. One team has to play Tuesday, Wednesday. Faith is getting the, uh, the, the bum end on it again. That's just... I don't like that. I mean, you get that draw, you are unnecessarily burdened, and then you get two teams that get way too much of a break. Way too much of a break. i much rather have the two buys and then that way, I, I mean, if you get that spot there that Faith does, you got to play three games in what, like four days to win a sectional? The third, the fourth, and the seventh. Well, at least they don't play it on the 6th, which is what I thought they would probably do. But still, that's tough to ask. Even at that level, man, it, it, that age group, it's tough to ask kids to play two games in two days like that that mean that much. Especially when another team's already coming off a day of rest. That's just, that's rough. They need to fix that. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I got Coach uh, Josh Strasser up next. Continue. The text in boiler up to 765-447-4080. And you can win these tickets for Purdue in Iowa volleyball this Saturday, Holloway Gymnasium, 7 p.m. It'll be fun. It's sold out. I got your way in. Text boiler up 765-447-4080. You can get your face in the place there. All right. I'll draw out a winner at the end of the show. Terry Peebles coming up in a bit, but next is Coach Josh Strasser on 1017 the Hammer. What- Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. Don't forget, keep on texting Boiler Up to 765 447 4080. Your chance to win uh, tickets for Saturday's uh, volleyball game against Iowa in Holloway Gymnasium. We'll draw out a winner at the end of the show. But to the Blue Fox Eating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline, we go. Josh Strasser, McCutcheon Mavericks, is on with us off a big win against the Broncos, 34 to 22. 
that is their third win in a row in four out of their last five. They're going to host uh, Tech tonight before they finish up at Marion here. Coach, uh, first off, let's go back to last week. Congratulations, a uh, uh, another win there. This was uh, this is a tough battle. You know, you guys got out to a real good start there, and then they came out with a fire in that uh, second half, third quarter. You know, they took that round, but you guys were able to put it away in the uh, fourth quarter and uh, walk away with the victory. Uh, I'm sure you're pretty pleased with your team's performance. Yeah, we really were. Uh, you know, we were really happy with how the defense was playing in the first half. Offense was able to get a couple nice scores. You know, we, we hit them with that reverse pass. Um, or the uh, the backwards lateral uh, pass um, early to get that first score, and uh, you know we you know we really felt like it was uh, pins and needles where we we had an opportunity if we could have got another one that it would have been a different second half. However, um, you know I, I thought Coach Shanley and his staff made a you know terrific adjustment at halftime. They came out and tempoed us, and uh, were able to tie the game. And we, you know, we blocked. I, I really thought that extra point, blocking that extra point, was was pivotal for us. Um, you know, our, our kids were kind of, um, you know, they were going backwards a little bit, and uh, they they felt the pressure that Jeff was applying, and Jeff wasn't. You know, they they came out swinging right after halftime, and our, our kids held on, and you know, blocking that extra point to keep it tied uh, sent a message to our kids that we weren't done and we were going to fight in this. And you know, Owen Smith was the difference in the second half. Uh, you know, the kid put us on his back, and, uh, you know, he just finished the deal and was just phenomenal uh, both air and land on Friday night. I, I want to take a look at the first half of the season versus the second half. You know, Garen very good, West Lafayette very good, both games that you were in. You get the win against Muncie Central, and then, you know, we talked about the uh, Harrison loss a few times. But since then, you know, three straight wins, uh, Logan Sport, Kokomo, Jeff, uh, not exactly, uh, you know, softies on the schedule. What do you feel has changed for your club? I know you got a couple uh, of middle linebackers back here, but uh, it just seems like there's something different about you guys here, especially over the last several weeks. Uh, is, is there something that's happened uh, that you feel like you've turned a little bit of a corner here with your squad? Talk to me a little bit about the change that you've seen throughout the season here. Well, our team attitude just been terrific, and and not that it was bad at the beginning, but – you know, when after the Harrison game, you know, we started talking about how how we were hungry for success, and and how we were, you know, our our kids were just dying to savor that big game. And you know, going into going into Kokomo, we talked about being hungry and hungry dogs, and you know how hungry dogs work a little bit harder and run a little bit faster. And I think we've adopted that mindset. And and since then, that that's something our kids are they're always competing now. They're always trying to find that edge against somebody else. And you know, even with Indianapolis Tech coming in here, you know, our, our kids are finding an edge that, that they can find against Tech that you might think an 0-7 team doesn't have against us. And that's the last time they were here, you know, they beat McCutcheon. So uh, any type of edge our kids can find, they're, they're doing it. And, I, I, you know, you'll, you'll find a lot of successful people, athletes, um, or in the corporate world, they find edges and they, they find a way to keep pushing themselves. How do you keep them hungry, though? Uh, you know, these uh, last two games, Tech and Marion, uh, no disrespect, you mentioned about the last time Tech traveled up here, and, you know, the Mavericks having uh, a problem in that game. But you get that success against a couple of bigger-name programs there, like Kokomo and Jeff, um, and then those attitudes change. You can lose that hunger. How, how do you keep them focused? How do you keep them hungry over these last two weeks before sectionals? 
Yeah, well, it's one of those things that we're, we're not done and we're, we're continuing to climb. And, you know, Kokomo wasn't at the top of the ladder. Jeff wasn't at the top of the ladder and Tech's not at the top of the ladder. So we got to keep climbing daily, and, and that's very important. Our kids understand that. We won't be playing our, our best football here at the end of the season going into the playoffs. So, you know, in order to, to be doing that, we still have to continue to take steps against Tech, and we've got to be better. We've got to focus on fundamentals, and, uh, you know, our kids are doing that this week. Talk a little bit about the Titans if uh, you see them a little on uh, tape. I mean, they still got a couple of athletes. I, I know that. They, they don't have the number that they need, but they still got a couple of guys that can cause you problems. What concerns you the most for your squad uh, in this one Friday night? Well, you know, everybody knows, you know, this, this team is a team that's not very disciplined in some of the things they do, but they do have some players. They're, they're aggressive up on the front line, and they got some big boys. And, uh, you know, our, our team's seen some big boys, and we have to practice like we did against, you know, Harrison and Jeff preparing for some of those big boys. So, you know, they understand that there's going to be players out there that are going to win some battles, um, and then we're going to win some battles. But we've got to be really good at what we're doing, and we've got to focus on keep playing great defense. You know, they're, they're quarterback. They, they like to let loose and uh, scramble around and, uh, you know, find some holes and openings. And if we're not being disciplined, you know, it's no different than – playing, you know, Logan Fort, Kokomo, or Jeff, if we're not being disciplined, they, they have athletes that can burn us, and that's uh, that's focus for us. Coach Josh Strasser here on the uh, Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. The Mavericks riding their first three-game win streak since the 2019 season, trying to make it a four-game win streak for the first time since 2017. Uh, they've got uh, a great opportunity here against the Tech Titans uh, here this uh, week at, uh, at uh, Ellison Stadium, and then They'll finish up at Marion. Wins in the last two games gets them second in the NCC, and that would be a good second year under the Josh Strasser regime. Coach Josh Strasser, always a pleasure talking ball with you, Coach. Go out there, take care of business on Friday night. Hey, sounds good. Thank you. Welcome back. Hammer Down Show rolls on on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7thehammer.com. Back to our Blue Fox eating, cooling, hammerhead hotline we go. Coach Terry Peebles of the Harrison Raiders on with us here. A 38-6 victory on the road last week uh, at Tech. Go to the running clock there at the half. Everybody comes back healthy. Everybody is happy. And uh, we moved to 6-1. Coach, congratulations. Another win. Uh, a little road trip there down south to Broad Ripple. Just everybody takes care of business. Uh, I'm uh, aware that, too, you, you had uh, a lot of backups in there uh, for some time as well. Uh, we always talk about the great superstars that you got, uh, you know, like Calix. Uh, we, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, Pop and, and Ferguson and Kanoy, all those guys. Let's talk about the backups here. T- talk to me a little bit about your reserves, the time that they got in, and uh, who really stood out to you here in their performance against Tech. Well, Calix was a little dinged up going into the game, so we didn't play him at all. It was, uh, so Lena Nikoloff, our sophomore quarterback, who's got a whole bunch of talent, uh, was able to play the first half and played really well. Threw a couple touchdown passes, uh, threw the ball downfield very well. I think he only had two incompletions. Uh, I think he was in for the first six series, and we, we scored five touchdowns and kicked the field goal right before half. Uh, and that way we got all our backups in in the second half, which was which was really good. We got uh, we got a good group of backup offensive linemen that, that are – JV guys, but, but but on some teams would probably be, be starting. Um, so it's always good to see them play. And then our defense, because we have so many guys that rotated in and out on defense, uh, you, you know, we got a multitude of guys over there that uh, 
they get Friday night action and then also get some Saturday action uh, just, just due to the amount of reps they get. Talk a little bit about to uh, fans here. Just, just how important is it when you're able to get those JV guys, those backup guys, Friday night reps, how big of a difference that makes in their development? I uh, did. Well, not, not only in their development, but also just their enthusiasm, you know, for being on the team and on the sport. You know, everybody wants to play on Friday night. You know, there's usually a couple thousand people, uh, at least at our home games. Uh, you know, on Saturday, it's it's mostly, you know, family members and stuff like that. So it's it's, it's just not the same setting. Um, you know, Friday nights are, are, are pretty special. And uh, we've been lucky uh, that, you know, a number of our games, I think we've had three or four games that have already had a running clock. Uh, so we, we've gotten a, a good amount of playing time for our young guys and, and hopefully we can get him some more playing time here the next week or two. Talk with Terry Peebles here on our Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, the Raiders are getting set to uh, host the Logan Sport Berries, uh, who come in. Uh, just a 3-4 and four record for them, Coach, but the one thing that stands out is, boy, uh, they can put up some points, can't they? I mean, nearly averaging 30 points per game this season. They put up a total of uh, 92 over the last couple of weeks versus uh, Marion and versus Richmond. Coach Mike Johnson been around this area quite a long time. Eh? It knows uh, knows ball, as the kids say. Uh, this isn't a walk in a park against the Berries, is it? No, no, not at all. I think they've won three of their last four games. In those games, they're averaging almost 38 points a game offensively. Um, you mentioned Coach Johnson. I think he's on 249 wins, so his next win is going to be for 250. And just to put that in perspective, you know, the uh, a normal high school year is is ten games. That's twenty five years of ten wins. So uh, he's been doing it a long time at a very very high level. Um, you know, we, we've we, there's a little bit of uh, a bad blood between the, the the two of us right now. I wouldn't um, know why. So we're, 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 we're going to come in pretty focused, <laughs> and we we know we know we've got to put up a, a large amount of points in order to beat them. Yeah, uh, because uh, you're probably not going to get another chance to uh, play them anytime soon, it seems like. But that's uh, that's another topic for another day uh, as uh, the Raiders get set to uh, to, to take on uh, Logan Sport here again. Uh, that game will be uh, over at uh, A.J. Rickard Field on uh, Friday night. And then, I mean, we're coming to a close here uh, with the with the conference uh, title basically locked up here. I know you you know you got to take care of business in the last two games, but... Um, how, how do you keep the kids focused here? Everybody gets very antsy when we get ready for the sectional draw and everything too. So, uh, with these last two games being what they are, how hard is it to keep your kids focused? What do you do to keep your kids focused uh, as you come down the stretch here? Well, I don't think it shouldn't be that hard to keep them focused because in, in the grand scheme of things, we haven't won anything yet. Uh, you know, we, we've we've uh, secured a, a winning record, and that's about it. You know, if, if we win this Friday we'll at least get a share of the conference championship. Uh, and then to go out and play Richmond, obviously, if, we've, if we're lucky enough to win this week, uh, you know, in order to win outright, you got to win next week. So so there's still some things out there, still some goals that we need to achieve. Um, but more than anything, we, we, we know we, we play in one of the toughest sectionals uh, in the state of Indiana, well, probably the toughest sectional in the state of Indiana where – where there's potential that all all four teams in our in our sectional will be ranked, um, you know, if 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 McCutcheon keeps playing the way they they have been playing, so uh, there's still a lot left to do uh, in the course of the uh, last two weeks and headed into the sectional, and I think the kids, I, I, it shouldn't be hard to to keep them focused. 
Coach Terry Peebles, Harrison Raiders, again, a uh, nice matchup against Logan Sport at AJ Record Field here on Friday night. You're going to want to get out there and check out that matchup, Coach. Uh, best of luck to you on Friday. Always a pleasure talking ball with you. And uh, go out there, get yourself uh, another big win. Thank you. Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. You can continue here to uh, get your chance to win my volleyball tickets for Saturday, 7 p.m., Holloway Gymnasium. If you do want to go, text Boiler Up to 765-447-4080. That number again, 765-447-4080. That is your chance to go. I'll draw it a winner at the uh, end of the show and hopefully send you. We'll see what happens. All right, um, this will probably make a lotians very happy up in the Chicago land area. But there are now rumors getting circulated through NFL reporters and even Chicago media that tomorrow night Matt Eberfluss could be coaching for his job. Well, boy, we're really not messing around here, are we? <laughs> I mean... We're right after it. That's uh, that's something, considering the man, you know, last year got handed a rookie QB, 3-14, not great, 0-4 this season. It's 3-18 in his career right now. And I honestly thought, you know, it's... Straightening the defense out, not spreading yourself too thin by trying to do this and be the defensive coordinator, I thought was too much, and I think that's you know, easily what can doom him. But look, to be fair, this whole this whole Bears thing is a mess. I mean, at every level, this thing is a mess. The roster situation, the coaching. Run office, ownership, it is all a mess. I mean, consider what you've got going on in all these phases with the Chicago Bears. And it's just, it would give me anxiety. It just would. Think about this. First up, you're dealing, look, look at what you're just doing Chase Claypool right now. That's a mess on two different fronts. Right, that puts your offense in flux a little bit. You're trying to move him, I get it. Nobody's going to take him. He's not in practice. He's a problem in the locker room. That's your on-field right there. That affects a little bit of the coaching. But then that goes right up to the front office in wasting a second-round pick, which is what, pick 33? So you wasted that right there on this guy, which I told I told you straight up. I laughed. Listen, the Steelers with the biggest fleece since they let Antonio Brown go to the Raiders for anything. But you have that situation. You got the coaching debacle with no defensive coordinator, and you're trying to have your head coach run that unit as well. 
that's just, it's not going to end well. It's just not. You have a front office making some bad decisions as of late. Real bad decisions. Now you're looking at the possibility right now. If you had the draft today and you were the Chicago Bears, you would own picks number one and two. One and two. You could get Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, that's just, you're getting that by virtue of you you got Carolina's pick. We knew this is going to be a rebuild, but this is just. So much happening here. So much happening here. So when I hear these reports that you're ready to move away from a second-year head coach, I haven't even gotten to ownership, and you're dealing with this whole stadium fiasco right now, which all seems ridiculous. It's... The whole thing is a hot mess. And I sort of feel bad for Eberflus a little bit here because everything seems to be on fire. <laughs> now, he is sitting in the middle of it going, eh, this is fine. Somebody's got to be a fall guy. And firing him is not going to fix anything. It's just not. But the fact that we're considering firing a guy on October the 5th that's only been on the job for a year. I mean, that's uh, that's indicative of an organization. That's not just on him. That's an organization. And as much as you would like to take both those players, if it were to happen to go one-two, you, you can't. I think you you can get too much value out of pick number two, and you got too many other needs. But that's the point that you're in here. I, again, I guess I'm okay with the Bears sitting around and going, all right, well, we need to change something. But I honestly think giving a defensive coordinator to your head coach and taking that off his plate is a good start. And what are you gonna what are you gonna do? You're gonna be down two major coaches. Right? There's the question of how do you replace that? You, you obviously you're gonna want to bump somebody up to head coach, but can you bump somebody up to head coach and defensive coordinator? <laughs> you have to bring somebody else in. It's just I, I'm not sure what the right call is there, but I got so many. It's just, it's mind-boggling that this is what we're talking about with the Chicago Bears before a Thursday night game at the beginning of October. Like, it's that bad. It's a six-point spread. Chicago could go out and win that game. 
they can also get easily embarrassed again. I wouldn't tell the Bears that they're wrong for firing the guy, but again, I ask you, what is the, what's the replacement plan? What do you do there? <laughs> how, how do you hold that together for the rest of the season? Maybe you don't want to hold it together for the rest of the season because you'd like at least pick number one, and you want Caleb Williams. Then what do you do? Then you hopefully can siphon off Justin Fields someplace. At least you haven't paid him uh, big money in extension. It's just... You just shake your head and go, what in the world is going on? Between that and the White Sox, what in the heck is going on? Although, I'd argue that the Bears have their stuff much more together than the White Sox do at this point. Told you, Hockey Town, Chicago, Hockey Town, Connor Bedard. Start buying the jerseys now. This is going to be a long, long football season. Want to get into some of the things we may have missed. First off... Uh, shout out to FEMA for doing the uh, national broadcast test there. Uh, what, uh, oh, two minutes early? Oh, gosh, I was talking with Josh Strasser, and I almost had a heart attack afterwards. Like, those things are so dark. Why are they so loud? They're so loud. Scared the heck out of me. Completely forgot it was happening, but scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Did you get anybody else? Am I the only one? I understand why we have it, you know? That, the Amber Alerts, the tornado warnings, I get it, but holy, I don't understand why it came out so loud. I had headphones on, and it still scared the heck out of me. How? (laughs) How? Shout out to ESPN here. They are going to launch a version of Red Zone for the NHL. They've called it Frozen Frenzy. It will occur on October the 24th. The night all 32 NHL teams play. The broadcast will be hosted by Butchie Gross. Every goal, power play, and hit. How is that going to work exactly? I get it when you're going over here. Let's go to the uh, let's go to the power play. Let's watch the power play. That might work. But, you know, that's that's the only equivalent of having it in the red zone. Okay, you miss a goal. Hey, let's show you the goal. But I see all that stuff at the end of the period anyway when I go to the uh, to the intermission show, don't I? Look, I like it because I can sit down and watch one channel and I'm getting a good dose and everything I need of 16 different games at once. I guess I can go through that. I don't know. I'll check it out. It'll be interesting. I like Butch Cross. He does a good job. I'm just wondering what this looks like exactly. Are we going split boxes? By the way, can we do away with split boxes on these NFL broadcasts? Even when they go to like Octobox or they go like three on red zone, it's annoying because I just cannot make out who is who and doing what. I'd rather you just give me one and then go back and show me the other ones. It's terrible. They do this on Monday Night Football, too. When we had the two games going at once, and then they'd have two, and it's like, I got a massive TV, and yet I'm still trying to make out who's doing what on each game. It's terrible. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Golly, I thought I had one more thing here for tonight. And maybe that's just it. Oh, the Broncos released Randy Gregory. 
Who wants to take a swing at that? Five-year, $70 million deal he signed last year. His $14 million base salary this season. Now the $5 million next season are still fully guaranteed. Nine tackles, four games with one sack. $70 million deal. Shoo. The defense is last in the league, the Broncos, in pass rush win rate at 30.5%. So remember, when your favorite team goes, hey, should we kick the tires on Randy Gregory? Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. If they were willing to put in the backup over the $70 million guy, he's part of the problem, and you don't want any of that. Uh, last chance for you to win Purdue Iowa volleyball tickets. Text Purdue, or I'm sorry, text Boiler up to 765-447-4080. Saturday, 7 p.m., Holloway Gymnasium. I got the tickets. They're right here. Uh, I'm going to give them away here as soon as I go off the air. So text uh, Boiler up 765-447-4080. You know, volleyball is uh, completely sold out. So uh, I want you to uh, go, and uh, yeah, uh, you can win those tickets. I'm excited here because is it next week? Maybe late next week we'll give away tickets for Purdue-Indiana volleyball, which is on the 18th. Wow. So uh, they're going to go and play Iowa on Saturday. They're not back at home until the 18th. So win those tickets. Text Boiler up 765-447-4080. Big thank you to Coach uh, Terry Peebles, Coach Josh Strasser for being on with us here tomorrow. Coach Shane Fry on with us. Uh, We'll talk to him about that uh, loss against Tippecanoe Valley where that team is at, and uh, don't forget, you know, the sectional draw is coming up this Sunday as well. So we'll see where the West Side Red Devils are at. We'll have those uh, sectional soccer scores for you and so much more, and uh, we'll also get you ready for that Bears matchup against the Commanders. That's tomorrow back here at 3 o'clock on the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com.